But, you know, I have mixed emotions about Mother's Day and Father's Day. Um, because the moment you zero in on something particular, you sort of tend to exclude others and lots of feelings and thoughts come up as you go towards that. And, you know, these sort of days can be particularly painful. I was really pleased you sang that song, actually, because they can be really painful for lots of different reasons. You know, those of us that have lost mothers, those of us who've got bad relationships with mothers, those of us who want to be mothers but can't, those of us who've lost children. And, you know, the list does go on. And so I think it's important to look at what we want to celebrate on Mother's Day and, you know, what we can learn from it, you know, what we can and draw from it. And obviously, you know, the first thing we want to celebrate is our mothers, you know, whether they're here or not, you know, they gave us life. They enabled us to grow into who we are today. Mothers, we salute you. Mothers, we salute you for allowing us to come through you. We salute you for the selfless way that you've given your love to us. We thank you for being available all those times when we needed you. And we celebrate you for all you've given to us to make our journey in life more rich and satisfying. You know, I love that poem about children by Khalil Gilbran. And really, it's a sort of brief to parents as to what it is to have children. I think it really does relate to mothers. It's, it's the one that starts off, your children are not your children. They are the sons and daughters of life's longing for itself. They come through you, but not from you. And though they are with you, yet they belong not to you. You may give them your love, but not your thoughts, for they have their own thoughts. You may house their bodies, but not their souls, for their souls dwell in the land of tomorrow, which you cannot visit, not even in your dreams. You may strive to be like them, but seek not to make them like you, for life goes not backwards nor tarries with yesterday. You are the bows from which your children as living arrows are sent forth. The archer sees the mark upon the path of the infinite, and he bends you with his might, that his arrows may go swift and far. Let your bending in the archer's hand be for gladness, for even as he loved the arrows that fly, He also loves the bow that is the stable. And so as children, we're grateful to our mothers. But Mother's Day lets us look at a little bit more than that. It also, I think, lets us celebrate the feminine generally in life. And I think in doing so, this is a chapel and, you know, I'm a minister. We've got to remember that, you know, although God is both mother and and father. You know, we always, you know, hear God as our father and blah, 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 him, you know, all that stuff. But it's interesting to see the change we experience if we allow ourselves to be seen and careful by God as mother, how that changes us. You know, for me, 
with God as Father, I want to obey, to achieve, to take territory. I want to convert, to serve, and to ensure others serve as well. And I have one eye over my shoulder looking for God's approval. And I want to be right with him. Looking at God as Father, all that stuff is down on me. And all of us respond in that way. His love depends on that approval. And I need to earn that love. But with God as mother, there's much less to do. (laughs) It's all about more a way of being. I find myself in her. I am loved by her. And in return, I become an expression of her love. I am nurtured by her. I am encouraged to nurture in return. I am more likely to listen than to try and persuade. More likely to cultivate the land than to take possession of it. I'm more concerned for other people's well-being than their being correct or right. I always thought, you know, if you... That story in the Bible of the prodigal son, you know the one where he goes off, he takes all his money, as we all want to, and goes and lives the high life and uh, ends up eating with the pigs and thinks, help, you know, I could have a better life at home. And, you know, his father then meets him on the way and says, you know, kill the fatted calf. And then, and then his brother gets all annoyed because he's been there all the time and he's never killed a fatted calf for him. I, I wonder what difference that would make if it was the mother that welcomed him home or it was the son or the daughter you know, would the son have felt the need to divide the estate or try to make his way in the world if it was a daughter that had gone off? You know, was he trying to prove something to his father? You know, would he have come home sooner if it had been a woman? You know, would the welcome have been different if it had been the mother? Would the older son have been jealous? So much of our behavior is framed by the attitudes we have to what's expected of us. And over the years, throughout the Bible and in churches up and down the country, what's been expected is that God is male and therefore we react in a male way. And, you know, it's a cultural thing. You know, the predominance of the male. And it's really beginning to change now. And I think it's really, it's always worth acknowledging it. You know, girls, students at universities are outnumbering men. Women are smarter intellectually, emotionally. I mean, you've got to admit, it's true, guys. (laughs) And spiritually, brute force will only keep a woman down for so long. And after a while, she will bet she'll be smart and find a way around that force like water does. And that's what's happening today. And it's reflected in the increased concern with the environment. While, you know... Acting out the male imperative, we're likely to be warring over the earth and taking what we can as if there is no tomorrow. From a female perspective, the earth is just a part of the motherhood that looks after us and that needs to be nurtured in return. I had a friend who, who transformed the Lord's Prayer and, and organized it as if it was a woman rather than a man. And this is what she came up with. Our mother which art in the earth, sacred be thy name. 
thy web of life be woven. Thy way be found within as it is all around. Thank you this day for our bodies and daily bread. And forgive us our abuse of you as we forgive others their abuse of us. And lead us not into exploitation, but deliver us from lording it over each other and over all other fellow creatures. For thine are the waters of life flowing through the hills and valleys of home, the breeding, the seeding and the feeding ground for now and for as long as life shall last. Amen. I wish a different emphasis. (laughs) How much do I prefer it? And that's really the point, you know, to be aware of what's shaping us, how we're culturally shaped by the patriarchy within which we live, how there is actually a balance between male and female. And if there's not, then the earth would be, the world would be totally out of balance. There is a balance. And the more we reflect it, the more we're able to live in harmony with each other and with the world within which we love. You know, you can muck about with the liturgy, as I did just then, with he's and she's. And it'll just get us conscious of the difference. It's not to say that God is not male and that God is not female. It's it's not wrong to say our father and it's not wrong to say our mother, but it can be shocking. I remember my mother, and she's probably watching now, so she's hearing this. I remember once I was doing one of these services and occasionally I do like to, you know, just in an ordinary service to throw in, you know, God as she, you know, I'll say, may she do this. And my mother came and said, did you actually say she or did I mishear it? I said, no, I actually did say it was she. And it is shocking when you do that. And I think it's right to arrest, uh, to arrest expectations. Both us men and what we do is you know, what we want to do is to acknowledge the sweetness that is the feminine. You know, it's no coincidence that in the Old Testament, the word for wisdom is Sophia. And Sophia is feminine. It is a she word. She this, she that. Sophia, the nature of wisdom in the Old Testament is feminine. It was the women that were left by the cross at the end. It was the women who came to the tomb and believed first. More than often, it is women who save us. That lovely quote I put on the the sheet from the Dalai Lama, the Western women will save the world. And it's true. You think about it. The care that is so intrinsic in women against the bullheadedness of us men. The feminine is really the heart of humanity. And and the feminine beats in all of us. The feminine beats in all of us. Unless I acknowledge the feminine in me, unless I acknowledge that beating heart of vulnerability in me, I just become bullheaded. We are both male and female. And on Mother's Day, it's no bad thing to acknowledge the sweetness that is the female side. Let's pray. Lord, we do pray for our world, our mother, realizing that there is no planet B, 
that we have one earth, one world, that we are part of that. We are, the earth is a living organism. We are the flowers of that organism. That it needs to be tended and cared for. May we have hearts to look after and tend and care for our earth. We pray for our leaders that they may see the long-term imperative to look after the earth, to nurture, not to exploit, not to look at the short-term, but the long-term. We pray for the feminine aspect in life. We pray for, for love, for emotion, for sensitivity, for wisdom, that we may be willing to express that side of ourselves that leaders may be able to express that side of themselves. We pray for our hurting world, for those in difficulty and trouble all around the world, particularly thinking of Korea, Chechnya, Russia, Iraq, Syria, all the places that we can think of now where there is difficulty. Think of prisons all around the world, people suffering, hurting. Pray for the feminine there. Pray for hospitals around the world and schools. And pray for the feminine there. Pray for governments, civil services. We pray for the feminine there. We pray for women and mothers, for men and fathers, that you will help the balance be right so that we may represent that divine love which gives to us and which we can give to all around us. And we particularly think of those in our community that we mention those suffering, Patricia Hill, Barbara Orcutt, Will Welsh, Valbrick Karlberg, Anne Hodges, Tracy Houston, Melanie, Galen Gatsky, Tom Jones, Linda Schneider, Katie Zanto, Lauren Bauer, Jan Metz, Jeff Schlepp, Lainey Hers, the family of Julia Rourke family of Sarah Wolf, whose memorial is this Saturday, family of Bill Clark and the family of Dan Helper, and we pray for Sharon Wells. And we hold these people in our hearts, ask you to bless them and enable us to bless them in Jesus' name. Amen.